0: Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for the second episode in the second season of The Bear, entitled Pasta, written by Joanna Kahlo, directed by Christopher Storr. I like this episode not as strong as the premiere, but I think I am a bit of a sucker for Christopher Storr's type of dialogue and script writing, <laughs> so it could just be personal preference, but I did think it was still a good episode. I gave it an 8.7 out of 10. I think we're moving in some very positive directions for some of our chefs that prepare them for what is coming forward because our timeline has been been expedited. Ex, exponentially. That's not even a word. I, I, I know there's another word that comes after that, but I, I'm, I'm still not quite sure. Maybe it's just expedited, <laughs> I, I, but I still want to say exponentially, it, that somewhere that's in my mind. I'll Google it later. Anyhow, before we jump into this recap, wherever listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars or a like, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. You can send feedback for our next episode at at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. 12 weeks. That is their time frame, which is not a lot of time. I think they said it was a year. So they've shrunk a year into three months until they open. Sydney doesn't want to talk about it. It being what she brought up three times. I am with Carmi you keep bringing it up so clearly you want to talk about it the topic at hand is her father who is emitting a weird vibe when it comes to talking about his feelings about her career Uh, he doesn't understand why she does what she does for as little as she does and professionally it doesn't make sense which isn't the same as considering one's own seed a loser as she fears he just has valid concerns and i think that's fair tonight is her mother's birthday dinner where the vibe is sure to show but she is a little hesitant about their encounter they're walking through the restaurant as this conversation is going on marcus that wasn't even half a throw bruh uh, the toilet people's on the phone. Let me just go ahead and toss a phone like it's a football. And now the phone is broken. Along with a split decision on what can be and what cannot be salvaged. <laughs> we get a yes and we get a no. Sugartails, uh, her brother. One, you really suck at pricing shit. Secondly, you don't have enough forks and I can't wait to have a discussion about spoons because everything I say you keep being surprised about as if I don't have more of a accuracy track record. She says she just sometimes looks like February (laughs) as she's eating something she's going to regret later and she's eating it like she's going to regret it. Pregnant. Fock, Marcus, and Richie have taken over construction. Richie got them watching a YouTube video on how to do something that is very obvious to do because he wants to convince them to do it their way, which is not moving the lockers at all. Marcus isn't trying to pick sides, but moving the lockers makes common sense. There's an alliance that they have. He's, He's all about this alliance, but he's not going to to choose anyone that is correct because that means we all have ideas sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad and one of us checks the other when that happens then he said okay you take half the guys there's only three (laughs) fuck calls nat i might take offense at being called mom so you call mom she settles the dispute because an alpha male is just not a thing they're gonna smell his pheromones and that they are weak as shit just chemistry that's just his chemistry
1: leave me alone did you dumb fuck?
0: Richie is the second person that noticed that something is not quite peachy with Natalie. I'm so glad at the end of this episode, we had a, a reveal because I was wondering how long they were going to keep that. <laughs> like someone's going to notice, right? And two people have. Whether or not they're going to confront her with that knowledge is to be seen. Marcus agrees it was a shitty call to call mom, but my man's, you was wrong. Tina and Ibram are told by Sydney that they are being sent to culinary school to just sharpen up their skills. Tina is all for it, whereas Ibram is a little cautious, saying I already know how to cook and I don't want to wear a uniform. Not that kind of uniform. What do you mean by that? I need to know Ibram's backstory because that shit seems like it's it's not kosher (laughs) not kosher at all (laughs) school for free sign me the fuck up that's one thing I would have been excited for if I was in their position working in this nasty ass kitchen you're like oh I can go to school for free and you're paying me I have no complaints as carmy tries to handle the fridge situation he is distracted by the locker fiasco but he tells them he knows what the issue is they have to cut the lock to mikey's locker when he opens it there is a cap from 2010 from the taste of chicago which was a fun memory everyone smiles and it's given to richie carmy offers to work at the apartment on the menu at his apartment With Sydney leaving Marcus with Sid, who asks for more inspiration because he's already read through all of the cookbooks. She learns whose locker or confirms whose locker it is that they opened and remarks it was only a hat. Sid, don't be an asshole. Excuse me, bitch. I had to take a little offense at that. Considering your life choices, sir, (laughs) that she didn't jump down your asshole about and was supporting you about. I don't know if you, if you uh, thought that through before you called her an asshole. How are you just going to assume someone who was a stranger up until like a month ago, two months at the most, would get the significance of a hat? I would have had the same reaction if I came at the end of such a discovery and not a part of the family history. Didn't even think Marcus to, I don't know, volunteer... Explain to me. Just not call me an asshole, little bitch. Sydney and Carmi head to his apartment to cook and to plan out the menu. Except he needs to get the jeans out of the oven.
2: Explain to me. Explain to me.
0: While ibram and Tina go to culinary school, don't look him in the eye. It's a lot of Sydneys around here. <laughs> Abram feels very overwhelmed by culinary school and all he got was the curriculum.
2: I want to break free.
0: I worry about him. Sydney and Carmi discuss the menu, chaos, but thoughtful. She sees his discarded New York chef coat, and while she hates it, knows it was cool to wear it, and he agrees she wonders if she can ask a question without him saying fuck off i doubt i'll tell you to fuck off when you got the three-star call you. she wants to know how it felt and he admits first you get panic because now that you have it you have to retain it and whatever joy you might feel which is none is bypassed because dread sinks in with the attachment of it and that was all within 10 seconds because the National or United National Council is coming. So now we have a slow turnover. Cindy wants her star though. She more so than Carmi and for different reasons. like Carmi Carmine seems very naturally talented, but um, that's because he really trained himself in a, a particular fashion to more methodically attack food where it feels like Sydney is much more of a emotional if that makes sense like she gets in for inspiration from the tiny things that Carmine's not really tapped into right um, which I think is probably why he and Claire will click really well because she makes a comment of i didn't stare at her arm because i wanted to fix it i wanted to know how the arm worked i feel like that is kind of carmine like i i can do this i want to do this for a lot of reasons but it's not it's not 100 percent emotionally involved in the same manner i don't know i'm still formulating my opinion on that it's just based on what i currently know and i could be wrong but I do feel with Sydney, her failure is, is an automatic need for validation. She's going to crave that validation more because now it needs to um, it needs to be so big now that she's trying a second time that it supersedes that failure. Back to the boys, Richie spots a problem in the form of brown shit, but refuses to get off his ladder so fuck Can look at it closer. So Fox gets a bigger ladder. He's pulling his cock out. He and Richie crack me up with their dick measuring contest. (laughs) You don't need to be here. I'm the supervisor. Supervisor or what? Fox points out mode is a problem. And while Richie admits mode is gaining traction in the media cycles, (laughs) that's such a stupid line it's gaining traction no oh, this might you know I, I think i think okay maybe i will concede that mode may be an issue but all we gotta do is just hide the problem and they're like no he's like well calling mom is not an option Marcus is looking at both of these toddlers in bemusement these niggas crazy as fuck back at culinary school while tina shines ibram struggles but is encouraged by his chef and crime Carmi and Sydney discuss or continue to discuss menu ideas before Carmi starts making pasta. Uh, it turns out pasta was Sydney's death knell as despite having a perfect lamb ragu, the host wanted fresh pasta, something she didn't have successfully prepared. And despite all of her efforts, the most she could muster was Hawaiian rolls. <laughs> <laughs> which does not at all sound i mean it'd probably be delicious for me but not for not for a client who paid for pasta was that before you moved in with your dad that's why i moved in with my dad oh, snap! there was a curious pause when Carmi mentioned sid's mom and if she's cool and i was starting to suspect that sydney's mom wasn't around but i did not think she would be allowing the impression that she's still around when it definitely feels as if she's passed away uh not only passed away but passed away a wh- like when she was a little baby Carmi mentions at least she has support going back to what he revealed about how he didn't feel that support from his brother or his mother, who we still don't know too much about. He also asks if she truly wants a star, to which she replies she does. And he says, You have to care about everything and nothing else. And she's happy that he's committed to helping her get what she wants her goal they taste what she made and it's acidic as hell with sydney afraid she messed up his recipe but he remarks he told her the wrong amount of vinegar and signed sorry bet any amount of money this shit comes back up (laughs) somewhere if not this season a season something she mistakes at first for heartburn until he explains two chefs on his line would go at each other during service but would sign sorry to know that they can talk about it later and it's what got them through so sydney mimics his sorry sign his story creates an idea for sydney though he was after more personal information but i'm not sure if she was trying to stop him or if she genuinely was inspired in that moment I think she was but it could have been too too coarse too par for the course whatever because when she asked like she was all open like oh you can tell me to fuck off da 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 can I ask you something uh yeah it is great to see them opening a bit more as per what I commented on last episode they are still strangers no matter how they're now partners in a business in a restaurant Nat, sitting on the phone, I also, and I know, I know, I'm going to be real curious in the feedback how, because I got to catch the shipper meter. I got to test it every thermometer, test it every week. I got no shipper vibes. (laughs) I know. This is very rare for me. So it's either they're not trying to, like, I, they do have really good chemistry. And I do think that they're, they're still figuring the other out. That's not to say it can't go in that, but that's where I see them. I see them really as two people that are friendly. And clearly Sydney sees uh, Carmi in a mentor-ish like fashion. So I can only get, I can only sometimes, and and I'm not, because why do I keep getting back on this topic? Because I feel like I need to defend myself every time I say that because they be dragging me out in them streets but but that's just all i get right now because it just doesn't it doesn't have it nothing's happened to give off that vibe of other than these two people would be really great together so shipping from that perspective i totally get but have i seen it unfolding in the show not quite at this moment and I thought the, the meetsy cutesy at the end With Claire was nice Nat sitting on the phone With a plumber Uses that time That she's uploading a photo To turn him into her psychiatrist As she admits, admits Upon how adults As adults we do not take any chances Because it's easier to stay the course To do what's What's, uh, what's easy What's safe We don't like to take those risks. But she admits when her brother Mikey was in charge, she didn't want to come here. But her brother Carmine is in charge and she wants to stay here all the time. And she hasn't mentioned to anyone that she is pregnant. Something I think both Sydney and Richie already know or suspect. Because they seem to be very in tune emotionally with other people. They're people people if that makes sense <laughs> Richie ended up calling a guy to confirm they have a mode problem why is Fox on the floor? <laughs> I thought it was Richie and it wasn't someone made an anonymous call I thought in that moment he admitted it but he didn't I should have known <laughs> um, Fox like no I didn't call uh but it's confirmed that it's mold so the science people do need to come out and do their science thing <laughs> and then he tried to prove that it's not mold by hitting the ceiling and it immediately fell all over him along with a ball he's like that's all you got and something else fell out and hit him and i just laughed because it's what you deserved in that moment <laughs> Denial's a bitch Abram is still at the Culinary Institute committing to getting better or this was the task and he never finished said task so he can't leave until the task is finished uh I hope it's not the latter but it kind of sounds like it would be that one they also made a line of you can't stop you stop bossing people around because you're not the boss of anyone anymore I think that's appropriate I think that Richie is is um (laughs) A unique individual with a particular set of skills, but bossy people around is not one of them. Sydney and her dad celebrate her mom's B day, but kind of what I suspected Sydney's mom has passed on something she clearly doesn't feel like sharing. Uh, her dad shares a story about how her mom was uh, the daughter of a mechanic. So when he tried to fix her car, when she had a flat tire saying that the radiator was broke, she allowed him to think that and then fix the tire herself. Like she was helpless, but she's not. And I think that admiration that dad has for mom may also be something that Sydney is, is wanting to get from her father. Carmi runs into claire when he goes to the store to get something for his stock an old sweetheart possibly of Carmi's because mimi told me last week i believe that she's an old sweetheart so that's how i know it and it seems they have a lot to catch up on the boys help richie clean up the mess as it's the mode's fault <laughs> for being mode and he admits Richie it was a, the right call to make the anonymous phone call. But Fox says, I didn't do it. And Mark said, I did. I told you, alliance. We check and balance each other. We help each other when the other makes a fucking mess all over the floor. <laughs> because you're not alone. And that was one of the episodes, one of the songs of the episode. I have to go Google the, the other two. Uh, well, the first one is she drives me crazy. Uh like now, i don't remember who sings that but uh i know another song was you're not alone and that very much is something richie felt this episode uh sydney has her dad Carmi's rather you know he's got his sister but she's more like the manager uh, they already have a things they got to work out so so i think it's only fair that Carmi has his thing <laughs> I do love how the camera chose to linger on on Richie while Sydney's doing her monologue to her dad about the restaurant goals because I think in that moment those two are it's something that does link those two characters which is this need to be and feel important to have a purpose and to enact that purpose with success dad is excited that she's excited but it's not the same thing as supporting as he would prefer she get a job at the airport through the infamous black hookup as she is soon to be deferring her income for six months and the backup plan has become the only plan and despite her stating she's not in the same headspace she was the last time uh, it is a fair thing to bring up i think Cause you're putting a lot of faith in someone that you need to trust. And she says she trusts her partner, but I don't know if you can say you trust someone when you can't even tell them something that personal about yourself, that your mom died and quite young because she says I'm older than she would have been. Uh, and I don't quite know how old Claire is supposed to, or not Claire, um, Sydney is supposed to be, but I'm not going to go past 28. And that's very fucking young <laughs> to have lost your mom. So she couldn't have grown up with her mother. Uh, that's where we kind of leave their situation. And we leave the episode with Carmine, with Claire, who remembers the bear, despite Carmine thinking she couldn't possibly. Because who wouldn't remember the bear? Hey, I just met you. so she's in her residency she seems like she's got her shit together i ain't bad at it i thought it was cute their little back and forth and i'm more curious if this is a past love interest what went wrong because she seems like a normal decent person and other than him leaving and that could be it maybe they he just left and now she's back and because she was making it very clear and very known i want you <laughs> and Carmi needs something in his life right now besides that damn restaurant and grief over his brother. So I support this. I thoroughly support this. Um any other lingering thoughts? I do not think so. Uh I am curious to see how things continue to unfold. I have a feeling that ibram is not going to take the culinary school as well as he can and it is weird because he's like okay I'm gonna send you the test notes on zoom and it's a different world I totally get that perspective you know but I will notate that every generation where there's an empathy for it I can't tell you out of 10 years on my job the changes that have gone with the 10 years and I remember my rcl stating to the whole entire office get comfortable with change (laughs) and i that that line stuck with me because things are always going to change and while one can be empathetic to it that's why you got to stay on top of things that's why you have to always challenge and educate yourself past that school years or past that uh passable level that you need it to be at because if you don't you will find yourself behind and you'll be more behind the more the less tuned out you are uh so i think that is something he's gonna struggle with tina looks like she's living her best life um natalie i wonder when we're gonna see her husband again (laughs) i liked her husband (laughs) so i do want him to come back and as far as the Carmine relationship with Sydney, how's that gonna, how's opening the restaurant going to, cause that is more so than anything, it's starting a new business and then trying to start a relationship. Those are two huge, huge things, particularly for Carmine, knowing what we know of his past. So. He's got a bit of a a uh, internal what do you want to call that blow cap? <laughs> and in that internal blow cap, he's going to be dealing with a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. So how is he going to handle that as two huge new things in his life begin to happen? And they're happening at the same time and they seem to be the positive things that you would want to happen you know my bro i lost my brother but i also feel like there's a lot of things still on the table and i do mean by the personal fallout that we still haven't even scratched the surface on like we've never met his mother other than what once um there's this whole this whole uh shady side criminal side of his silent partner that there's a lot of things in this soup and there's 10 episodes and they're 30 minutes each so that you can only tackle so much in that 30 minutes so i think that this show is going to require a lot more seasons to even get to some of those places i think people want like the sydney and (laughs) the sydney and uh Carmine relationship if it intends to go that way I'm not even quite sure still not convinced but I've been told to wait to the end of the season to find out <laughs> if it's even gonna go in that direction but there's just still so much I'm, I want to know about the family I need also to see uh, my man's back and y'all know who I'm talking about John Berthenol Like bring his sexy ass back to the I don't care how fucking Tragic he was. <laughs> Let me salivate over that ass. Feels so You're lying here next to me. Okay, I think I have uh officially rambled enough. Let's hop into the mailbag.
2: Hey, Christina, it's me, shy. I am on board with watching The Bear Season 2. Finally had some time to watch um, the episodes 1 and 2 and given feedback for episode 2 since you've already did your thingy for 1. Um, but I did listen to your podcast. I enjoyed you and Mimi's um, comments and... On all things The bear this season, and um, I agree with pretty much all of what you guys had to say. Um, first and foremost, um, I'm on limited. Uh, I'm on a diet from social media, so other than you know hanging out with you guys on Twitter um, and limited time on Instagram, that's about it. Um, I should. There's a lot going on at work, and I just don't have time for the nonsense. Um, And it's not that there's a lot of nonsense on there, because I pretty much block or mute a lot of stuff. But I just don't take any chances. Too much, too much, too much. I just can't. Um, Like I said, lots going on at work. And I just need peace of mind. Peace, peace. That's my new thing. Peace. So, uh, anything that's going to aggravate, I'm not volunteering for any aggravation. (laughs) I'm forced to endure it at work. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say forced, but it is part of the job. So, um, it's something I endure at work. So, when I'm off, I'm not trying to do all of that. Anywho... Um, as for this episode, I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed episode one, two. So, so far I've enjoyed episode one and two. And I'm just, I agree with you and Mimi. I think I'm off. I mean, not that I've been on it on it, but I, I'm like, I'm just going to let stuff play out the way it's going to play out. That's like my new mindset now. I'm not shipping anything, not shipping. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Whatever the writers want to write, whatever the showrunners want to show, whatever the direction they want to, the directors want to direct. I'm just going to take it in. I'm not predicting anything. I'm not trying, hoping for anything. I'm over all of that. I mean, because It's just at the end of the day, they're going to write, like y'all were saying, they're going to write what they're going to write. They're going to show what they're going to show, whether there's chemistry or not. um, They're they're just going to take the the show in the direction that they're going to take the show. So I'm just I'm at a place now where I'm just not caring about. I shouldn't say I don't care, but I'm not, you know, investing in that kind of stuff. I'm just going to enjoy the show for what it is. And if I don't like it, I'm going to just not watch it. So that's my new mindset on things um and in this case, I enjoy the show. I enjoy Sydney and Carmi. I enjoy their dynamic whatever just like Mimi and you guys said you both said I should say um whatever happens happens whatever doesn't happen that doesn't happen. We do see that he's introduced to uh whatever her name is, Claire, I think that's her name, um, at the end of this episode. So I'm assuming that's the person that Mimi was referring to in her in her um, feedback is the, the person that he's going to have a romantic uh, relationship with. But I think they're not off to a good start because he did give her the wrong number. So I'm like, what's up with that, Carmi? You're already backpedaling and not really being forthcoming not a great start to your relationship but you know he's got issues just like you talked about christina so that's a result of that so even if carmy and sydney were to get together in the future he she ain't he ain't they ain't ready for that he ain't ready for that uh especially and i like what you said christina about the being the black savior uh, of the white man cuz he's got problems and all that stuff and you're there to fix him. No. Um no. I mean we're good. So let him date or whatever and if it ends up being that's who he ends up being and that's who it is. So but again, not off to a good start by giving her your the wrong number on purpose. So there's that and then um I I don't know. I personally just I thought it was hilarious the fact uh, Richie and Marcus thing with the locker, and I'm like, why would you not move the locker? I mean, you're deep cleaning, like that involves taking out everything and deep cleaning, not not just cleaning. You you, you got to deep clean. You got to get in there, get in the crevices, and then like put a tarp over. It. I'm like, like sir, just move everything out to deep clean. Like you don't want any issues down the line. Just do it now so Richie per usual was not right and um of course they found out that there's mold and of course Richie was fighting that um Mr. Not Expert Expert um on all things that he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about because he put up a YouTube channel like a YouTube video which is not I mean I'm not I'm just saying that doesn't make you a duty expert on all things because you watch the YouTube channel um so I thought that was funny a little back and forth um i thought it was totally ridiculous the the locker i'm trying to move the locker but i was cracking up on that i'm like dude just stop it that was like that was that was that was getting on my uh or or whatever um i don't even know the words it, the the supervisor the leadership person in me it's like dude just stop it come up with a plan and execute it like what the hell like y'all this ain't working what y'all doing ain't working obviously um and so there's that and then uh then I'm like I thought that Mike had something heavy in his locker which is was like keeping him from moving it because they're they made this big production about oh they need to get in there to get whatever it is out uh because it's not like they weren't putting it back so I didn't know why they needed to move me to open it then and there um so i thought it was something heavy that they needed to get out of there so that they could move it more easily but it was just a hat um and i'm not sure why sydney was an asshole for saying that it was a hat i mean she missed the first part of whatever it was so i don't know i guess it's the symbolism of it of oh opening his locker moving on that kind of thing which is why marcus called her an asshole i guess i don't know it's not like um Carmi was there when she said it anyways i know they all had their relationship with mike mike mikey um but yes um nat is definitely pregnant we could see her little morning sickness stuff she's got going on so that was a right guess um them always not showing well they did show her full body this time around but you know cutting off and sitting down that kind of thing the lower half of a, the actress's body whenever they're pregnant. But yes, uh, they are gonna obviously write that in, because um, they got her doing the morning sickness. Everybody's asking how she's doing, is she all right? So there's that. Um I love the Carmi and Sydney, um, you know, them working together to come up with the the foods that they're their their menus and all of that stuff. So, you know, Carmi and putting jeans in the oven i'm like why <laughs> just get some bins sir just get some bins uh that that's how that works um what else oh yeah ibra ibra and tina from going to culinary school and ibra was abra am i saying his name right it wasn't about that life um uh, but he warmed up to it and they just and i get it you know when you're older and it's like you you're starting over starting from scratch, so to speak, because that's what culinary school is. You're going, they're teaching you the basics. You're going back to the basics and working your way. But I, th- that's never a bad thing. Because Sometimes when you you develop bad habits as you get older, or maybe you were never taught properly to begin with. So I think, but when you're older, you just, you you know, you're set in your ways and sometimes it's harder to embrace the newer things but I think that obviously they're doing it because they feel like it'll you know they have to because of what they want to do with the restaurant with it being a star um, they're going to have to have a certain type of uh, of employees chefs to um, in the back so um, but I think that's it I enjoyed this one um, I had to make sure I send them feedback before I watch well I won't be watching episode 3 today because I have to go out in a little bit but I wanted to at least send this in because I don't know when you plan on recording your podcast. And I wanted to join in the fun. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch. Shy.
0: That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. I am excited to have both my queen bitches send in feedback on the same show. It's been a while since we've all been in the same corner. And I know you brought that up a couple of podcasts ago like I haven't sent feedback in a while and the same with Mimi and I just kind of glossed over it I take things in and I do not always retain them (laughs) or recall to comment on that oh yeah I meant to make a point about what you just said I try but I'm also editing as I'm listening and that's just that's just because I can't sit and not do anything with my hands because that's what having I don't even know what do you want to call that put a label on it anyhow did he give her the wrong number i didn't even notice i'm mad that you did about his digits <laughs> i did not even know he gave her the wrong number i figured he gave her the right number is it the number to the to the shop maybe that's the number you think oh why would he give her the wrong number i don't know we'll see i guess we'll see in episode three uh because he was definitely giving her the okay i could be dead, especially when she was like i can't forget the bear he's like oh you like me i like you too i liked you too we've been up in that goodies before or maybe they never did anything in the past and they always liked each other because i still don't know if this man's a virgin and if he is he definitely needs to lose his vj before he considers anyone else (laughs) some people might love to have that idea that rosy disney idea of romance i'm like get the fuck out of (laughs) here need some life lessons and I'm with you this will be the last time I actually even bring up shipping anymore I like this show and I like the first season of this show and thus far the second of the season not based on anything to do with the title or characters if I'm being frank the best parts of this show is the dialogue uh the comedic timing uh Fock and Richie even Richie with all his douchebag problems are my favorite characters along with Ibram coming up three just because he feel like he got one of those backstories that that will fuck up everybody's life but those are my favorite characters so I, I think another part I feel a little bit like I'm being z- focused My my focus is being turned to to shipping and I'm not even really inclined <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't it doesn't feel like a necessary element for this show to work if it happens great if it doesn't it's if it, that's perfectly sustainable for me I'm okay as long as my characters are treated right and that's always gonna be um how I feel about any show and I'm I'm also always down to swirl so it's not as if I'm not looking for it if it's being presented but I don't I've yet to see it being presented in that fashion and until the show wants to do that in a plainly and not in between the lines way and again that's always subjective in my opinion Um, but until it's made explicit I see no reason to go and I'm already like half shipping him with the other girl I thought she was cute thought she was nice (laughs) thought she had a, a good Banter with uh Carmine so uh that's my two cents on that is yeah you you gotta watch a show for whatever purpose it is you watch a show how you watch tv no one can tell you how to watch tv but on the but in that same line no one can tell you how to not watch tv <laughs> I I know I'm only being playfully dragged online. Like, you don't see it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, not really. I think that Sydney's focus right now is on redemption and Carmine's focus is on anything other than the restaurant. And I think those are very fair things for these people to be focused on and they should be allowed the time in the room, wherever that leads to focus on those things that are best for them as far as the silliness of the show I do really like that aspect of it because it doesn't want to they're going through a lot they're dealing with a lot even the toilet (laughs) that shit was hysterical and she's trying to have this conversation this deep conversation on the phone with the plumber and you don't know it's the plumber Until later. I thought she was talking to her husband. And then she just looks over at the toilet and bubbles. She's like fucking disgusting. (laughs) It's little moments like that. That really make this show for me. And seeing how they make this dream a dream. And the sloppy backstory. I look forward to hearing your episode 3 comments. Which will not be coming out this week. It Will be coming out next uh, Sunday. So hopefully... Most likely we will see you then <laughs> Also I'm with you Sidebar last bit On social media I am so disconnected from social media And it's not even an intentional thing It's not even because I'm busy It's no longer interesting And that's Once I'm telling you When you find things that are far more interesting Social media becomes And it depends on how engaged you are Some people they like it And that's fine But people like me I don't like it like (laughs) it is exhaustive trying to sometimes uh engage with society on a whole and I'm not just talking about in social media where it feels like the worst of them like to come out but I, I just don't, there's nothing happening. I just found out about the Khalees and Bill, Bill Murray thing that I sent you. I'm like, I don't, I'm really behind on the news. <laughs> That's because my, my ass is up in monkey videos and I've listened to, oh my goodness, these disaster stories. I am hooked on that in true crime right now. I'm also listening to the foundation. So there's just, there's so many other things that are, far more engaging and exciting and fun for me than scrolling through. I haven't even been on Tumblr. And that's usually my go place because there's not even a lot that's going on except for looking at gifts, but I have no gifts in which I want to reblog. So that's where I'm at. (laughs) It seems like we're in the same boat. And that is where I am going to to leave your feedback and we'll hear from you next week. Last and certainly definitely not least is Queen Shy. Or Queen Mimi. <laughs> Sorry, Shy. And Mimi.
1: <laughs> what up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is feedback for the Bear, episode two of season two. Um i enjoyed this episode i really am enjoying the flow of this um season i like where they're like what the storyline is implying i love the whole like (laughs) fighting uh in like between oh i can't remember i don't know why i want to call the chunky one matthew and cousin i don't know i don't know what his name is but i love the banter i love them like fighting, and then pulling Marcus into it, I don't know, everything about that was hilarious, and when he tapped that damn roof, and he was like, if it was mold, this would cave in on me, <laughs> like, disintegrated on top of his head, and a beach ball fell, and then he was like, is that it, and then something else plopped on, and that looked like a bucket, I'm like, what are y'all keeping up there, that shit was fucking hilarious, I was at the airport coming back from Vegas when I was watching it and I was cackling. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, I really enjoyed, I knew, um, Carmi's sister was pregnant and I know her name is not sugar, but for some reason I, I heard them say her real name. I heard Sid say it, but I can't remember what it is, but I knew she was pregnant. She was just acting real funny and like, the constant nausea, like, I mean, I guess men are fucking stupid, and none of them could put it together, but I thought at least Sid would know this, because she's looking, she's walking around looking green, and, like, eating crackers, that's, like, a dead-ass giveaway, because don't nobody eat crackers when they stomach is, unless they stomach is fucked up, ain't nobody that ain't in prison just gonna be walking around eating crackers as a meal, like, that's, that's straight up, I'm pregnant, or got GI disturbance issues people are only do that when they're sick and most women her age eat crackers when they're pregnant because that's all they can keep down um so call that um her sitting there talking to um i i assume it was her husband while the toilet was making that noise that was grossing me out i am very weird about toilets and my son calls it a phobia Darren makes fun of me about it, but it's like y'all got to keep my toilet seats down, and y'all got to keep my toilet seat, toilets clean. If I see anything that don't look like it belongs in there, I'm gonna lose my shit. That's the one thing I don't play about. <laughs> I don't mess with people's toilets, that's why I'm really particular about public bathrooms. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, and this. I don't know what is going on between Sid and Marcus, but their vibe is off. Like they were friends in season one, and now they have this like really awkward en- encounters. Like, I'm just gonna be real. It reminds me of the people that you that you like you your coworker. I know some. I know y'all have experienced it where c- your coworker smashed or something. Like they got drunk, smashed, and then they're just. Awkwardly confused every time they see each other because they never talked about it. They said they didn't even say let's pretend it didn't happen They just literally just Ghosted each other, but now every time they see each other and they have to talk. They don't know how to do it Now I'm not saying that's what happened, but they got that weird energy. I was never um, A fan of Marcus and Sid. I just feel like the power dynamic in that restaurant isn't gonna work with them being in a relationship Um, just cause she would be his boss and I don't like that. (laughs) But I mean, I guess if that's where they're going, cause you know, um, you know how I feel about Sid and Carmen. Um, they have this energy towards each other where it's like, I don't, their friendship could easily turn into something romantic. Um, we did just meet, I want to call her Becky, but I know the main her name um, from Carmi's past, which is clearly a love interest, because she was giving that motherfucker hard eyes. Now, I am gonna tell y'all something, and people look at me like I'm crazy when I say it, about Jeremy Allen White, okay, because I've been watching this motherfucker since he was, like, I don't know, like, it was probably, like, maybe, like, 10, 12 years ago when he was on, like, Shameless, like, since season one of Shameless, and I've always said that his character Lip is the sexiest ugliest dude I've ever seen, and I I don't know how to explain it. But sometimes Carmi is very cute, and sometimes he looks weird. And I had that same problem with Lip. Like sometimes he would do something and be like that motherfucker is sexy, and then it's like Ugh, I don't know, and it, I, I I don't know, and he looks crazy in that storm. Just saying, like his hair is all over the place. Um, He looks like he hasn't showered, and she's just giving dude hard eyes. So it's clear that, you know, whatever they had, he didn't even remember her name. <laughs> he was like, it took him a minute, and, he, and she was like, oh, yeah, good good job. She remembered him. She even remembered the bear. So that's embarrassing for her. Um, she is a doctor, so maybe her memory is just better, and I'm going to give her that because I don't want to think she's been thirsting over this dude for some decades because that shit's embarrassing for you. Um, and he barely remembered your name, but he was like, oh shit, she likes me still. Let me see where this goes. So clearly there's going to, there's going to be a love interest between that, them. And, um, I've just seen a bunch of things online, people constantly saying they don't see any kind of, relationship other than a platonic best friend it's like yes sid can be his best friend but you know what else can happen with the best friend your best friend can also be your significant other because my best friend is darren i tell that motherfucker everything and he tells me everything like i think that in a relationship if you can be with your best friend that's probably the best case scenario because they know you Y'all know how to communicate to each other, and communication is the biggest issue I see in relationships that fail. Like, you need to open your mouth and tell them. I don't understand how y'all can have kids together, and you can't tell that motherfucker to pick up his drawers. Like, I, y'all can share some DNA and make a whole-ass human being, but y'all can't have a civilized conversation and talk about... You know, we're in this house together, um, we're married, but I'm not gonna sit here and tell her. I'm just gonna hold on to this anger in silence. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, it's one thing when y'all relationship didn't work and you're divorced or you broke up and you're co parenting. But when y'all still married and you just walk around the house quiet and silent, that shit is beyond me. And maybe if your husband was your best friend, maybe y'all could talk. But I'ma digress. Anyway. So, I just, I don't know what they're going to do with Carmi and Sid. Like I said, I would be really good at either either way. But I will always go back to the way he looked at her when he first saw her. I just, you don't look at somebody like that when you're interviewing them. I don't know if it's just the way that the actor chooses to play the character. Or if that's really how Homie saw her. And that's what the director said. I don't know. But I know what I saw. And um, I've always been like. You know, for best friends turns lovers. Like, that's, that's my thing. Okay. If you want to get me in a book, put, put best friends to lovers in there. You know, and I love it when it's not even something that they meant to do. Like, when it's a one sided crush, uh, that shit's played out. But when it's like, I really, truly enjoy being around you. We talk. I like you. And then they both slowly start falling in love with each other at the same time and don't even realize it. And next thing you know, they're sitting on a couch and he brings her toothpaste and they kiss. Bam. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of slow burn best friends, the lovers that I'm talking about. Cause those are the best kind of relationships. Y'all didn't even know y'all was falling in love. It wasn't even on purpose. You didn't even do it intentionally. But when a relationship is meant to be, it's meant to be. When there's chemistry, it's chemistry. And like that's, and I'm fine with if they want to play Carmi and Sid like that, but the way they talk to each other it's it's definitely giving a build of a relationship and the thing that really i don't like when people say platonic best friends like you don't you don't have to be so specific and i feel like people are saying that specifically because sid is a black woman and carmy is a white man and you could go in the comments and see that people just don't like it the idea because she's black if sid was white people would be all over that ship, and, and that's just the honest truth, you know, women, black women can't be love interests, we can only be best friends or, or sassy sidekicks, and that's something you and I both know, Christina, as well as Shy, and you know, it's fine, and um I'm fine with, you know, in five seasons, being right, because <laughs> I will fucking bring it up, and I, I'm like, I told y'all bitches, you know, I saw what I saw. You know, and uh, like I said, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but you can't change what I've seen. And I've been spoiled on a couple of episodes. And if what they said is true, that doesn't sound like a platonic relationship to me. And like I said, you can be, you can love somebody and, and not think of them romantically. And it, and, and it turns into that, like you could fall in love with someone because you love them and they're your best friend it can happen so I guess we'll see but so far I really like this this season and I'm looking forward to seeing what you um think of the episode so um I haven't listened to your podcast for the first episode but I'm going to do that later today I just want to get this sent off so I can watch episode three so until next time love peace hair grease black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out
0: thank you queen mimi for your thoughts on the episode so a few thoughts because <laughs> you made a lot of good points um i will say i think i could be wrong though i just assume sid and richie might know but that's only because they seem to give a fuck and care that no something was off with her whereas Carmi didn't even ask because he feels truly oblivious uh but I suppose we'll see in the next few weeks on that one I got a phobia against toilets and baths too I clean my bathroom like three to four times a week just because I I have a clean problem I like clean and most of the time I even try to let my daughter do shit I'm just like get the fuck out of my way I (laughs) I don't even want you to clean it (laughs) even if you cleaned it right it's not gonna be me Uh, so yeah I I, I'm down with the phobia on the clean shit and I will I'm one of those people it will take a lot for me to go into a public restroom a lot I have to literally be ready to piss my pants or you know a shit just came out of absolutely nowhere and there's no way I'm getting home and even then though I think I would suck up the shit because lord knows I do not like to spend any quality time in the bathroom and this shit requires all quality time I'm trying to think right now have I Have I shat (laughs) in a public restroom? I don't know. I don't think I can't have a memory come close to me. It really, truly had to be an emergency. You know what? I'm with you on the weird vibe between and that and how you put it is exactly what I was thinking the first episode. And then this episode actually found it less, but it was still like they're weird and it could be that marcus was like you know what i really like you or he made a move i don't even think they smashed because i can't see sydney smashing marcus maybe because i just can't and it won't allow itself to formulate in my brain um but they were over each other's place but don't her daddy live there (laughs) but i suppose if he ain't in the house he working and doing something y'all could i don't know i just because she's like oh you're okay with your mom like i feel like she cares but she's trying to keep him at a distance which that to me indicates like oh yeah i was like he seemed like he had a crush on sydney and i don't think sydney was even trying to go there in that direction i could definitely see that being more of a reality and them eventually talking about it but it's weird they wouldn't immediately bring it up at least you know by now and then aside like oh okay like you good like things are good like we don't need to talk about it. Kind of like what they did in the first season of Westworld. Where the whole time we thought. That Caleb or at least I did. Caleb <laughs> and Maeve smashed. Because they were like. Oh we're, we just keep tipping toeing around this thing. That happened and we're not going to talk about it. But whatever it is. I hope it's not. <laughs> I've already made that clear. I will fast forward through all of the relationship stuff. If that's what they really want to do. Uh But I can totally see sydney finding herself accidentally consoling marcus or falling into something that you really don't want just because your empathy won't allow you to say it. i know that because motherfucker, that should happen to me <laughs> well I, I do not want to be in a relationship with you like i don't really like you all like that i mean i like you enough and you're cool but it, you know it just because he's seen her as a mentor too and eh, eh, and you're right the boss stuff really is not okay not not okay and i thought that was one of the biggest things from the first episode of this season was establishing who's staff and who's fucking management around here and it made it very clear that management is sydney natalie which is aka sugar as well as carmine and i thought that that was Uh, a line that was necessary to draw in the sand i laugh when you said he was sexy ugly (laughs) i watched shameless too with lip and i never i will say this i don't know what it was maybe because it was shameless he looks better here than he did in shameless shameless i didn't my lady parts didn't even sparkle for him not even he looked like he was always not smelling good you know he didn't wash too many and the same thing in this show that's that's exactly what's stopping me from thinking he's super hot <laughs> I'm like Carmine definitely does not put his hygiene first <laughs> that is so rude to say but I've also worked in restaurants and dated someone who worked in a restaurant so I know what that smell is when they come home and that shit do not just come off it don't and if you put your fucking jeans in the oven and you can't buy a $9.99 tote no you're not putting your hygiene first sir I mean I think he will once you get this little love interest but this is the things that I am um, talking about that he needs to learn <laughs> before before I even want him close to Sydney <laughs> and I said I'm not gonna be talking about shipping but If y'all want to talk about it, it's perfectly fine. And if there's a moment where I feel, oh, this is a shipper moment, I will point that out. I just didn't see anything in this episode (laughs) that warranted. In the first episode, I even said, hey, that one little moment, that, that that was a, I felt something there. But this, where they were in the same apartment, I felt like it was two people truly getting to know each other for the first time. Right? And like you said, I And that is the exact same argument I use. And it's a dumb argument for other people to to use. Oh, well, you know, they could just be one. There's always two reactions. And yes, you could put the race aspect in it. But I keep telling you, like I said, the first episode, I don't pay attention to those people. They don't count. So pointing out to me what they say is like, okay, I don't. It looks like nothing to me. (laughs) we know where they're coming from so let's disregard their whatever the fuck who cares you're just being finding ways to excuse your racism I'm not gonna you're not your palate's not gonna hit my palate we're never gonna see eye to eye why are we even talking but for those in the middle that might occasionally because I don't always think that it's racism sometimes people don't see it they don't they and like i looked at this episode i didn't see anything and you can't even though we know halfway with those people there's there has to be in a clove a clave enclave that is the word i'm looking for for the people that just simply see two people as friends now where i always draw the line which i think you didn't listen to the first one so that's probably why I'm repeating myself (laughs) just realized but I do want to touch on your points is that um when they say oh they're just platonic friends they're just platonic friends now like you have to acknowledge if you're going to say I only see them as platonic friends that's fine but if someone says well I see them as more you can't go oh well I only see them as platonic friends why are you pushing your narrative why is it So weird for the other narrative to exist. That's if you're really not thinking in a truly racist way. And that comes down to you assessing your own self. These things are rather subjective. It will always be subjective. Even if I 100% agree on the other side of it. I still have to acknowledge that is an opinion. That is subjective. Uh, Chooses between what eyes. I think sometimes people can look at some people I mean like the whole time and I have to go back to my own reference point the whole time I was shipping Maeve and fucking uh Caleb and how they was looking at each other they didn't end up romantic partners at the end could they have been romantic did I want them to be romantic were they given looks that indicated romance absolutely in my mind but that's not where it went it seems that they really were truly great best friends (laughs) with a little bit of romantic tension in between but he loved his wife he had a child with his wife and he died without her that was weird in itself but there was the for someone to say oh I never thought that they were romantic in that aspect I can't be like well you're wrong say no I saw it like this you saw it like that and in the end you won in the and the the the, the debate of it but that doesn't negate as you pointed out what you thought you saw or would have been rooting for so i don't want to harp on the romantic aspect because i don't want that to be the show because it's not the show and i don't want and i don't feel like anyone watching this show should only focus on that aspect of the show because i do think there's like 10 times of other things that are interesting and going on but you hit the nail on it with the whole oh we're their best friends and you don't want your best friend to be your romantic partner what kind of what kind of shit are you smoking (laughs) everyone's gonna have a natural inclination for that even if they don't see it even if they don't want it at the moment like me yeah of course in like three seasons (laughs) I could I could see it happening if they want it to go that way, but I'm, I'm not dying on a cross if they don't not invested is my word, uh, but I understand if others are invested. <laughs> it's all through the lens in which you process your own emotions and your own viewership. But there are also a lot of incels out there. Like, the, I really hate that. That's the thing I hate is when people go around like, "Well, why can't a man and a woman just be friends?" Well, no one's really interested in this shit except you. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be real. This, what is every story? And I'm not talking about just in television. I'm talking about story. There's very unless you're going into thrillers, or even then, those stories. What do we? emotionally get tied to relationships those relationships can be platonic but they can be romantic and let's face facts fucking facts people not often do platonic best friend relationships actually stay that way they don't because anytime you're that close to your best friend and another woman comes into the occasion which i feel we're gonna see play out in some uh respect someone's gonna feel insecure okay (laughs) there's a lot of work to if you're really that and I was just talking a story um about my best friend William uh in the last podcast so yeah listen to that one um (laughs) about that exact scenario I found myself in so yeah if it organically happens then it organically needs to happen we don't need to force it it's either going to happen or it's not and the show is going to tell us if if it's not if you're team platonic or team romantic doesn't really matter that's just how you're viewing the show and you don't need to make any declarations on one side because in the end it's just it's shipping more shit it's People have to have a pro and a con. They just, it's, it's two sides of everything. And it's all the way down to TV. And I got to say, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the words of Bill Burr. It's, it's, it's becoming too much. Too much for me to handle. And we we do have those certain things. Because now we have a very strong black character. And I want to see the strong black character First. I don't want to see if she becomes a love interest to whomever, that's great. But I also want to see and what she seems to be focused on is why is that never part of the conversation as well? That is one critique. I will say it's like it doesn't need to be the only if that's all you want to talk about. It's fine. Okay, but there is more to the character than just the romantic aspect of them as well. And I hope people know that when they are watching, because all it ever seems to be is down to fucking shipper wars and it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> and that is I think we finally got our breath out on that. Like as I said, don't feel the need, just because I said it previously under that I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I'm not gonna feel the need to defend or uh assert or there's an offensive and a defense. I, I don't wanna do that and i'm not gonna do that in this podcast i'm gonna enjoy the fucking episodes and the humor that this show truly does bring to me anyway and the best scene of the episode is when that shit came out the wall <laughs> richie learned an important lesson That is how we're going to end the episode. If you want to send feedback, blackhercouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.